G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. That was the music of Goldberg. Yeah, it was a, it was a convincing win in the end, I think, mate. Yeah? Yeah. That's Hello, Lyle. How are you going, mate? Good. And Walshie, how are you? Oh, oh. Was that a bit stiff, was that? Where is he? He's I, not here. I don't know where he is. Does he not realise the time? He, he doesn't miss the show, does he? I don't know, mate. He might be a bit... Uh... And you know what the funny thing about it is? Is that he didn't tell us in enough time to actually get JXT to replace him. I think he was a bit... I reckon he did have enough time. No, I think he's just worried no, about his spot. Okay. Yeah, JXT easily... We should say, him. well, she did have an accident. He's going to join us later on in the show. He's in bed at the moment. He had a car accident a couple of days ago, so uh, we're wishing him all the best. Yeah, I reckon he's just starting to get a couple of yeah. days off work. But I reckon he might be right, too. That's fine. Hey, uh, Loverboy show last week. Pretty cool. Uh, I, I listened to it. Yeah, it, it, it was good. If, are you going to be a bit more professional with our guest coming up later? Well, yeah, because I'm sure that he'll be professional too. Our guest, of course, will be Adam Stephen from Underworld Wrestling. Yep. Uh, mate, I just couldn't cop Loverboy. Well, you didn't ease up on the on the bloke, you know. He's, well, he didn't back off himself. No, you're right. You two actually did. <laughs> He's made good music together. Good how about. how was he in Gibson? And I will talk about it later on. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really good. good. He was really good. Yeah, he didn't have any nice things to say about you, but yeah, yeah that's that to happens. be expected. That happens. All right, time to catch up with our interview for the evening, Lyle. And great guest we got here, Adam Stephen. Tell us all about him. Well, he's a creative mind behind uh, Underworld Wrestling. Mm. Yeah. Might be a few people. I don't want to just say he's the only one. No, no, he, yep, he's pointing to himself. He's the total <laughs> creative one. Put himself uh, over. Yeah, no, that, that's what the podcast is for, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, mate, how, how you going? Yeah, pretty good, thanks, mate. How about yourself? Uh, very, no, we're good. Yeah, we're always good, aren't we, Tony? Yeah. Well, I know I am. Uh, have you recovered from life? No, no, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the first question I've got to ask you, a creative mind for underworld wrestling you got a little bit of a dark personality yourself. Do you, do you have to have that? Yeah, yeah, def- I'd say you're picking up on that quite well, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, because it's, I mean, it, it's a fantastic promotion, Underworld yeah. Wrestling. I think it's it's taken everyone by surprise just as to how different it is to everything that we've been so used to. Yeah, I, 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 again, I definitely agree with you. Um, it's something that I really wanted to launch and, and, yeah, to have a very different feel. Like, you know, I'm probably... I don't want to put any tickets on myself, but I'm a very different person to the average, you know. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of influences through a lot of different channels. But then again, a lot of things that really link up through wrestling, as you can imagine. Yeah, I can, yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, we spoke off air. Um, you know, the concept is so different in this, you know, the little boom period we're enjoying now as uh, wrestling fans. So coming to the table with a completely different uh, product and a different angle, uh, yeah, I think... You know, as we can all tell, all the fans have really bought in to the whole backstory, and you know, it goes hundreds of years, Tony. So, you know, no, it's it's a really good concept. Uh, well, wrestling is wrestling is wrestling is wrestling, and at the end of the day, it, it all gets lost in 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 the same pot if they're all the same. Yeah, underworld 100%. wrestling gives a point of difference. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's different, you know, with the the wrestlers. You know, they get their creative juices flowing doing different kind of characters and stuff like that it's that's really interesting is it hard to work with the wrestlers on that uh, the fact that they are 
moulded is not the right word, but the fact that they're probably used to working a certain way and all of a sudden they come to your promotion, they go, oh, hang on, this is actually real different. With, okay, it's like a yes and no, like a soft yeah. yes, but more like a hard no. Like a lot of the talent that we have here are so eager to sink their teeth into something. Like, you know, guys like Carlo. Like uh, Carlo was one of the first guys I approached. And it was like telling him the idea, watching his eyes light up, like forgetting that we were two adult males having a conversation, start nerding out about all these possibilities, like, and then it it just snowballed from there. Like everybody I, I talked to or approached were like, "Oh, this is great!" Like, you know, like how how many times do you have an opportunity to really do something completely different within the realm of the art that you're already working in? So yeah, like. It, like even guys who didn't end up working for us the people who i did talk to it was like can we have a five minute chat and it would turn into two hours long mm. like everybody had such a great reaction to it and so just from that in itself i just sort of you know started to get this this idea that we were onto something different so yeah no it's been really easy like everybody's like i love this idea or we go sit down for dinner we like i was talking to you outside earlier like um JXT was one of the easiest things we've ever done. Me and Mark sort of came up with a rough idea. We sat down over dinner. He was so open and, you know, genuinely invested that, in his words, like someone kind of got it, you know, and we were doing like the, we want to live out your, all your problems are like that you learn in the industry, how hard it is to get a booking, how mm. annoying some companies can be when they don't understand you, stuff like that. So he's living that out through us. And like, so, you know, like, like I've known Slade forever and like coming to him, like, I think Slade's pound for pound, like the best wrestler in this country, like second coming, like Bruiser Brody, you know, mm. like he's just so good. And then to talk to him and he's just so positive about everything. And like, I could go on like this about every talent. Slade Mercer will tell you he's pound for pound the best wrestler. Oh, 100%. <laughs> he's not lying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone on these podcasts will tell the same. Yeah, 100%. exactly. Yeah. So when did, uh, from the, the, uh, the thought, of the um, the concept to the first show, how, how long was that <laughs> that question. process? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so I lived in Sydney before I moved to Melbourne. I was in a band called. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Um, they, you know, they they outvoted fun, and then I moved to Melbourne, where you know fun still exists, and so you know I'm very happy with bloody lockouts. Yeah, with my my life, like, not just lockouts. Just Sydney's just a real shaky town, and like Melbourne's just so chill. It's like, oh, come in, do whatever you want, you know, bring your dog in the pub. We don't care. Sydney, like, oh, oh, H and S, the cops are coming. Like, just anyway, sorry, we're getting sidetracked. Um, so basically, I was in this band. Um, I'd injured myself uh, wrestling, and I was super miserable. And one of the Queensland boys, because I did a lot of my wrestling in Queensland, ended up coming living with me and we lived in this like i guess heavy metal house we called it the thrash zone and lots of drinking and you know all the partying and everything that you could imagine would happen in a in a heavy metal home um and he just kept putting on wrestling and didn't want to watch it and like i would rage at the television and the like you know indie wrestling no one's selling anything like you know things that would really annoy me and um i started being like you know why don't people do it this way? Why don't people do it this way? Why is it still stuck this way? Like, and then slowly, bit by bit, my love of wrestling started creeping back. And I was like, you know, maybe I could do something to the effect of what I was talking about. And, um, to the, to the point where when we launched Underworld, my old housemate rang me and he's like, holy shit, I just read through your Kickstarter. And it's like, you know, two and a half, three years of conversations in one document. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, um, like, it, yeah, it just all sort of came to a head. I, um, Mark had a really cool idea for a promotion, 
which would have been like a heavily theater driven show called like I think it was called The Fate of the Universe or something similar to that. And it was really cool. Like and it would have just been a few seasons and it was it was a fucking cool concept. Except it was just still wrestling. And um he sort of was on the out with MCW, whatever happened there didn't work out. Um, and he, he rang me up like, man, I really want to do a promotion. Can you come over? And I'm like, that's really weird because I want to do a promotion too. So we went to a meeting and we both pitched. Well, he told me to pitch my idea. First I pitched my idea and he was like, my idea's rubbish. <laughs> like, you know, like instantly. And um, so, yeah, we sort of just started running from there and picked up Andy and uh, Justine to the team. And, like, they, they brought in, like, Justine's just phenomenal understanding of um, community, but not only that, like character writing. Like she's had years of experience working on like small video games and like um, you know in small communities where they need content daily. So you know, and Andy works in marketing, and he he can just snap together a, a you know like a snappy little write up so quickly. Nice. Like and like when I pitched it to Andy, I was like, so. <laughs> We, we we met up with Andy. He was doing the wonderful stuff with Mark. And Andy, I was like, he kind of thinks like me, but from an alternate universe. And I knew that Underworld was going to be wild, and I wanted a filter. And I literally pitched to him, like, I want you to catch it. You know, like, we give it to you un unrefined, and I want you to, to filter it down. And so just Andy has been just amazing. Because, like... If this was a game of Dungeons and Dragons, he'd be the dungeon master, you know? Yeah. He's like, oh, this is what this role means. He knows the he knows my own ideas better than I do. And just he, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Again, like another guy's just super excited about the project. And, like, at the start, he was a little nervous. Like, I do all this stuff with these other people. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. But I'm like, you know, eventually people are going to learn that we're just, we're just a little project. Like, we're not a wrestling company. So... Uh how important are roles in, in the company? Because in a normal wrestling promotion, uh, the only roles are based around that actual match to an extent, aren't they? And then they, those two wrestlers get out, and then the next two come in and they tell their story. But in regards to underworld wrestling, the whole, from the minute you walk in as a punter through the front door to the minute you walk out, it is an entire experience that encapsulates the creatives, the wrestlers, and everything. So everyone has a role to play, don't they? Yeah, very much so. Like, um, okay, so the the team's really built, like I said, like Justin's a community manager. I'm like, Mark obviously has roles within the company, but like, he's just a phenomenal talent and he's a real driving force behind promos and like, you know, chewing scenery, as uh, one of the fans <laughs> pointed out, um, which, which, you know, is, is fantastic. Again, and then he's a great part of my creative, but like, me and Mark will talk each other into a black hole and then we'll have a fucking terrible idea and we polished that turd so much we think it's amazing we come to Andy and he's like what the fuck are you guys going on about like you know like this has got to come down a notch or you know we sort of get in a few like you know, push and shoves and you know verbally <laughs> and then like yeah we come to a pretty good agreement so yeah like those roles are really important yeah. and like obviously Andy commentator he gets over a lot of the story and pushes like he's he's really good at explaining the rules on the on the commentary so having him in the process and and then he knows exactly what the matches have have in store so then he can help guide it more so yeah it's it's, it's pretty pretty important those roles now how, how um you know at the first show we had Sid, sid's injury obviously which is yeah that was very unfortunate oh, that was that was that was very tough to watch mm -hmm. uh for those that haven't seen it. He, he got knocked out in the main event. Yeah. But in saying that, also worked in yeah. Underworld's favour because, you know, knockouts are 
extra points and stuff. In, in a strange precursor to this, I did an interview, right, I think a week or two before the show, and I said that it's really strange with wrestling that sometimes the worst moments can become the best stories. So, you know, like Sabu breaking his neck at ECW and creating the whole crippler gimmick, things like that. Like, it's there's unforeseen circumstances are very unfortunate, but sometimes they can turn to your favor. Yeah. Um, I think what happened with Sid and, and, you know, it was really, just really unfortunate. Like, it was, it's bad, but as bad as it is, um, it was a very shocking main event. It was very UFC-like. Yeah. The promotion is obviously trying to be very UFC-like, with, but, you know, with all these stories yeah. implemented. And so, yeah, like you said, it did, it did go in our favor um, yeah. as much as it sucked. Yeah. You know, like, um, Sid missed a month of bookings. He missed some really good opportunities mm. because of that. And, like, you know, um, I don't think I could ever apologize enough. Like, you, you, you just, it just takes the wind out of your sails, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. just to know that you, you had a, all these intentions to do all this great stuff and then just wallop and, like, that dude's life's on hold for a month. Yeah. And he really got hurt, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, just, it's, it, it sucked. Like, we, we did everything we could, like, and, um, yeah, just this is a shitty situation, man. Yeah. But it, it, again, um, it, it built it's built Carlo up to have like a doomsday lariat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like in, um, well, you got to run with it sometimes. If something falls in your lap. Yeah, you yeah, just got to sure. ad- adapt, and that's why I wanted to bring up the the, the question because then Carlo <laughs> he went and got injured. Yeah, uh, at a different promotion. How how, how does that all work? You, you got to flip flop because you're a bit different. You're not just running shows to shows. You're actually yeah, a TV show. Okay, so we have like a basic goal to get to, and through the booking system of acquiring points, it gives us certain creativity. Obviously, like shit, I need to add this guy's points tally up a couple of times. We can have a floodgate, for instance, or mm. you know, you know, there's lots of there's lots of options. Um, but yeah, like the Kylo injury was a shame, but it's only a broken arm, and you know, we were able to flip-flop um put our shows back so by putting a gap we've had like less time without carlo yeah which has just been fantastic and uh yeah we're bringing him back uh this friday yeah which is just it's just insane like that like you're bringing him back with a cast no no no, no. <laughs> um that dude that dude literally like he got out of surgery and i think he took his cast off like three days later Did he? yeah like he is just uh he is just something else man he's a, he's a john cena <laughs> like he is a real workhorse and you know he runs his training school so like he he didn't he just no days off that that dude like just no days off he's got seven jobs like like shoot kyle cannon has to be one of the hardest working guys i've ever met mm-hmm. like ever and like he can really rub you the wrong way because he's just so positive and he just works so damn hard and he's going so many miles an hour. Like, you can catch him in 20 different emotions in five minutes, you know, and it's just the dude just, he just goes. Like, he just goes. So, yeah, like, uh, having to break his arm, that, again, was a wind, wind out of the sails moment. We sort of, we, we rolled with the best uh, way to adapt as we could because um, the, the, the goal was to clash him and Pitbull, like, in the beginning. So we're going to hopefully try to work towards that without giving too much away. Um, but, I mean, like, the Underworld's booking is very transparent. Like, you only need to look at the points league or um, sort of look up and down a card, and you can kind of figure out what we're doing, which is intentional. Like, I want the fans to sort of, you know... Uh, there's the mystery of how are they going to swerve this to me, and then the, that great fucking thing that we do as um, wrestling fans is you start imagining. 
that's okay. In any sport, you have a fixture. Yeah. So if the fans know the fights beforehand, that's not really necessarily the thing, is it? It's it's the outcome that determines. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a story to get to yeah, that yeah, that point. Like, hey, we know eventually the babyface is going to win, but you know, a couple of bumps along the way, which gets us more invested. For that, obviously, we all want that giant pop at the end of it. So that you know, being transparent and open like that, it's. It's a good thing, you yeah. know. If the booking, bad. if the booking and the creative is good, it doesn't matter that I know, you know, yeah. might not know when it's happening or how it's going to happen. I, I, th- I think one of the things that someone picked up on one of the um, one of the other podcasts was talking about it, and they were saying how we've implemented a rule, and then we've had Mitch Waterman manipulate it, and he, you know, he was saying how smart that is, and it's like that was the main thing that when I first explained it to people, they sort of start to wrap their head around it. And then I go, and then we can do things like this, and we can have people take mm-hmm. money to, you know, open the gate, and then we can do things like this. And I'd start to explain it, and just that, just, man. When we announced this on Reddit, that got more of a positive, it was like a 900% positive response or something, some stupid dumb number that doesn't exist, and people were just talking about, and like, just seeing people just rip ideas straight out of my head and then add things to it, and like, man, like, I just love that. Like, I love the the whole the whole thing I really enjoy about wrestling is like you meet a wrestling fan, you start talking about your favorite matches, your favorite stories, how they got there, and then to create something that you can instantly add that to in terms of imagination. It's like, you know, you can't put a price on it. You brought one of your boys along. Who we got? Uh, this is Sam Cannon from uh, Queensland. You want to say hi, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Hey, good, Sam, yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. Oh. Back at you in, in regards, I was talking about being a part of this promotion. What's it like as a wrestler being a part of Underworld? Uh, it's definitely something very different. Um, in like my short time uh, in the business, is definitely something very new. I've never really seen anything like it or been a part of anything like it before, obviously, but yeah. And now uh, you could vouch for what Adam said about Carlo. You, you did a bit of training with him. Yeah, it's, um, no days off for him. No, nothing. He was, um, it was actually. I think it was just like freshly broken his arm, and he was in there, still taking care of it. But he was in there in the ring, showing, um, showing the guys how to do their stuff, and just making sure his job was done as a as a trainer and as a mentor to, to everyone there. Adam, back to you, in regards to being new kids on the block, in, in, as you are as a promotion, you're only a couple of shows old, that has its advantages and disadvantages. The, the disadvantages are is that you've got to get people away from other promotions, but you've done that by giving something totally different. You're not just an all-promotion. The advantage, though, is that you get the chance to pick the eyes and the, and the cream of the wrestling talent and actually approach them and say, this is what we want you to do with us. You get to see them before. You get to pick the best of the best to an extent, don't you? Definitely. Definitely <laughs> do. Um, no, that was something um, I, I did the rounds. So when, when I saw the local the, the local scene, and um, there's too many people. Like, you write a list, and you're like, I, I, I have, like, 40 yeah. dudes on here. Like, there's, like... Literally, there's no bad wrestlers. It doesn't really exist at the moment. There's just young guys that might maybe they're starting to get it, and there's maybe dudes that like don't quite look the part because they're young or they're broke or whatever. It's not no through no fault of their own, but just the sea of absolutely talented wrestlers is is just incredible. And to get out there and see that is it was just 
it really rejuvenated me. Like I said, I come from Sydney and like I was really starting to fall in love with wrestling again. I had this idea. I started going to shows. I went to an MCW show. I saw Jonah Rock and Juicy. And um, Gambino was like in my early career. I remember seeing like, you know, like MOV style clip, you know, it took me like an hour to download it to watch <laughs> like a 30 second thing of him getting dacked and DDT'd by this girl Scarlet um, in... Um, uh, somewhere in Canberra, and I remember seeing this dude, and I was like, "Man, this guy's got a really cool gimmick, and he's like, he really, he's pulling matches out of like out of nowhere, like good matches, you know." And for a long time, they were making movies in Canberra where guys were getting dacked. And <laughs> yeah, like, they probably, I think they still are actually. But you know, like, like be enough. Um, but like, I, I kind of like, I wanted to go wrestle there to meet to meet him, you know. So then I come back, and it's like, oh man, you've still been gone all this time. I've been out, and you still. Fucking the most entertaining wrestler. You're so good in the ring, you know. And I, 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 you know, I used to tag with Jonah, like when Jonah first started getting out of his own state. Like we used to do a tag team together, um, doing the Monster Godzilla thing, uh, Godzilla City Fight Club or something like mm. that. Um, and like I had I had a great time with that dude, and just to see them back, but not only back, like they're not those kids anymore. Where we're asking each other questions and we, when like, kind of trying to figure it out, they, they, they get it. They're ring generals, you know. Yeah, they're they're right. bringing in the next generation. And then, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, holy shit! Like, and I go and talk to them. Everyone's so positive and like the industry's changed. Like wrestling in Australia was like, I think we're we're on the we're we're getting towards having an industry, but like like and and it's coming and it's coming because the boys they want it so bad. Yeah, like they're guys out there they're bust they are busting their asses like we these dudes are holding down jobs and wrestling every weekend and i mean they're doing three plus dates every weekend guys are wrestling trying so to so much more yep man and like you know with like you know places like Carlos and mcw academy and stuff like the, the the new crop of guys they're in the ring all the time like you know cash jordan um uh simon oath uh, you know slip back simon oath those those two guys guac they're in the rings like four or five times a week. Yeah. And then you see the guys underneath them and like while they're training, other dudes are lifting weights and you just, there's, there's so much dedication. And like how I know Sam Cannon is because of Mason. How I know Mason is because I went to Queensland. I went to Queensland because there was dedication there. They had a dedicated training facility. Chris Hero was coming in. He was teaching the guys how to wrestle. We had a guy called Shadow Phoenix come in who's trained by Ultimo Dragon and Skyder for the original Toramon promotion. Uh, we had some serious talent come through, and I was going there because I wanted to train. I wanted to get better. I wanted to be a good wrestler. Like, I had to seek that out. Now that's in everyone's backyard. Like, y you have no excuse to be crap. Like, there's yeah. so many good promotions, and there's so many great wrestlers around. It's just insane. It certainly yeah. is. Nah, and, and it's lucky being a, a fan. Like I said, when we started this podcast, I was telling Moshi, I'm going to wrestling nearly every weekend. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, last weekend I went to Gibbs. Gippsland, you know, five-hour round trip, you know. And it's just a, a little show, 200 people there. Or, you know, I think it was 150 people there. It was for a good cause. Obviously, we touched on it last week and stuff like that. But, you know, Adam Brooks and Linda, they haven't had a match in eight or nine years. They tear the, the house down, mm. you know. And then you got, you know, some of the young kids in the undercard and stuff. You can see, you know, they're going to move out. Gippsland is Andy Rhodes' promotion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah. does a phenomenal job of getting them... Um, like media media exposure yeah, that's not but like win. not only that but like that's not them playing a laugh track and you know making fun of wrestling no like they no they do a really good job like, yeah you know, and he's got a, he's got a really good setup and a good crew like so tell us what's coming up for underworld wrestling 
Uh, this Friday? Yeah. Um, man, if you've never been to Underworld, you really need to come to the show. Like, it's going to be our best show. And I mean, I'm biased, but it's definitely <laughs> going to be our best show. Like, we're trying for something a bit more bold this time. Um, a few swerves, hopefully. Uh, as you can see, the card's fairly stacked. We've got eight matches announced. We've got some big... Got Vixen versus Avery, uh, wow. which nice. just a huge amount of buzz on that. Um, Vixen is someone that I wrestled previously in my career, and <laughs> I, man, you know, if I got a bionic back, I still wouldn't wrestle her again. Man. Like, <laughs> she, she, she's a tough girl, but then I wouldn't wrestle Avery either. Because, man, she would. Yeah, whoop, that's a good, that'll be a good bout. She, she would whoop some ass there. Um, so yeah, we got, um, and then we got you know undercard guys like um, so we got putting up slick back against Simon Oath. So the Iron Hand versus Melbourne style. Um, obviously, we're going to have Carlos Sharp at some point, somewhere. we got the debut of So You Think You Can Wrestle Australia's Mike E. <laughs> um, obviously, Sam Cannon is uh, going to be competing. He doesn't know his match yet, so we'll see what the claw has in store for uh, for him. Um but yeah, like, I, I think top to bottom, the card is, is, is very solid. You know, we're bringing... Uh, we bring in Mason Charles, Australian Wolf, uh, Sam's trainer. We bring him in. Uh, he hasn't been in Melbourne in over a decade. And I, I really think um, if you haven't seen if you haven't seen Australian Wolf wrestle, you've really missed out on something because like he is one of those guys that when everyone's singing the praises of Australian wrestling and you hear you know Lobo and Jag and Ryan Eagles, like Mason's a guy that gets glossed over. And it's like, well, hang on, he's the guy that put a lot of these people on the map, and if he didn't, he really gave them a good place to shine. And, like, um, you know, like guys like Buddy Murphy, Matt Silver, um, they were they were wrestling and outshining and looking amazing in places that, like, I'd get little bosses to back in, you know, 2006, 2007. Mason gave them a great platform. Uh, Ryan Rollins, who went on to be Australian Suicide, who actually named Ryan Rollins, um, like... I took him under my wing like heavily back in the day and um Mason gave him a really great platform and we managed to get him up for some of the Chris Hero seminar and you know for the Shadow Phoenix stuff. So like yeah, he's he's one of these dudes that like you really just have to see him wrestle. Like he I don't think enough people really sing his praises. Like he goes over to um to Michinoku Pro, they fly him over, they pay for him to go. He's not doing it himself. You know, like, that's the dream, man. And, like, great Sasuke is like, I wrestle you and you win. Like, yeah. you know, like, he's... And they love him. They absolutely love him over there. He's built a really good uh, following in um, in Michinoku Pro. And, like, just... Yeah, I, I really think he's, like, one of the one of the godfathers. Like, if there's a Mount Rushmore of Australian wrestling, the people that have done a lot for the, the business, he should definitely be included up there with, like, the Lobos, the Jags, the Mark Mercedes. You know, like, there's... Is, yeah, I really feel that. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, what I'm saying is he's going to have a really great match against Guac. <laughs> like you know, he Guac is probably um, Carlos' top student. Probably I'd say top tier talent to I, out of everyone that's out there right now. I'd say he's most likely to sign with the WWE between oh, him and, yeah. between him and Erica Reed. That th they would be the top prospects that if I was a talent scout, I would be like, I need mm. these people in NXT right fucking now. Yeah. Like... Guac is ready for TV right now, look-wise. Look-wise, yes. Yeah. Look-wise, he's, he's very ready. Um, 
promo wise, a little bit wooden, but like that's we're, we're doing the workaround with Underworld. Yeah, you know the no interviews till I get Kyla Cannon, um, which is just blatantly stolen from my hero Paul Heyman. Uh, <laughs> he he did in OVW. Bobby Lashley couldn't cut a promo for for balls, and he would be I do my talking in the ring. Yeah, like oh that's so great. I'm yeah. stealing that for for, <laughs> for, for Um so yeah, like um, but yeah, look look wise, attitude wise, um, he's head and shoulders above a lot of people um and that's not putting anyone down that's putting him up because man it is it is a shark infested waters like you know you, you've got dudes like lover boy like you guys had him in obviously mm-hmm. uh you, you can see the phenomenal amount of talent that's out there like i i would hate to be a hungry wrestler in australian wrestling yeah. right now i, I would i would hate it. it i would be eaten alive been great having you along, mate. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you for coming on. Good luck with Super your uh, good luck with your bout on Cheers. Friday night. Thank you, and thank you so much, mate, for your time. Uh, really wish you all the best with Underworld Wrestling. As thank we said, we've been so impressed with what we've seen yep. in the first couple of shows. It's just going to get better and better as you guys keep working the stories. And yeah, really looking forward to seeing how it turns out. Thank you. Good luck Friday night, mate. Thank you. Adam Stephen from Underworld Underworld Wrestling joining us here on the Turnbuckle. Back with more in just a tick. Back, Becky Lynch brings us into the second half of the show. Lyle, and also joining us for the second half of the show, we say good day to the guy who's jumped off his deathbed just to be with us. Uh, Welshy, good day. Uh, who said I got out of bed? I'm still in bed. Oh, fair uh, enough. And I'm glad that you've played the right music this week, Tony. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I was going to call you out on it, Tony, but if you're going to play, if you're going to mess up the song, at least play Wolfpack for uh, myself and JXT. Exactly. So. You get yourself over that way, Tom. Hey, uh, why do we play Becky Lynch? Um, because she's the man. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> she's the man with the concussion at the minute. Mm. Yeah, it's unfortunate because the build for her match at Survivor Series has been incredible. Like I haven't, I can't remember a women's match in recent times that's had this sort of fire. Where the match I'm looking forward to most of the pay per view is the women's match. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. But yeah, very unfortunate. I think I'm I'm looking more on the positive side. Maybe they can keep her away from Ronda a lot longer for that. I feel keep her away from Nia. Yeah, <laughs> we can touch on the Nia a little bit. I think the only thing she should be doing is maybe going back to developmental. You know, when you start getting Look, your I history. Yeah, I, I know that there's a troubling history and um, injuring, but I don't think sending back to the art mental is going to help. Um, maybe taking her off the house shows and sending her to the art mental to work on something could work, but I don't think you can... I don't think the, I think the days of like taking, sending someone back down for punishment are gone. Yeah. And WWE really need to wear this. It's their fault. They are the ones who, whenever they get a, you know, a a bigger bodied uh, employee traditionally has been with the men people like Braun Strowman they send them up before they're ready yeah Bobby actually and Nia's yeah Nia's suffered from that so yeah, Braun's the only one that's actually worked or he's learnt on the job and become good uh, you can't get the repetitions in the ring especially if you're a female competitor because you just don't get those minutes 
No, exactly. Lyle and I are a little bit distracted at the moment, mate. I think it might have something to do with Underworld Wrestling. We're the only two here in the building, and there's footsteps above our head at the moment. It's a bit louder than a possum, I think it could be. No. Probably Parkway. So. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, but uh, what do you what'd you think about Raw, mate? I, I really wasn't enjoying Raw. I was, uh, I was texting... Texting a couple of people who were watching it at the same time, bagging it out. It was definitely saved by Becky Lynch. The the backstage, cutting backstage, and she got Ronda in an armbar, and then the pop she got as she came to confront the whole raw locker room was um. They've got a they've got a mini stone cold on their hands. If yeah. They book it right. That 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 whole whole segment felt like it felt like a stone cold. You know, the only thing was missing was hitting five or six stunners and having a beer at the end. You know, she 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 left through the crowd. Yeah, she had blood all over her face, which was probably a little bit unfortunate because WWE they really couldn't focus in on her facials, but they got it. They got enough of to capture the moment. Um, they looked incredible. They didn't cut away as much as I'd expect. They actually shown on their replays. They've sort of graded a bit, but yeah, when you're watching it live, it was definitely. Um, they showed her face um, because she was the star of the segment. They couldn't not show her face, and it only added to the it's only added to the mystique around Becky Lynch and the fact that she's become, gone from being this like mild mannered reporter to becoming the superhero type thing, yeah. which is apt in the week that Stan Lee passes away. Yeah, it was it was a, a weird ending, like you said. Yeah, Raw. Yeah, it had a really good uh, Heyman promo in it. Finn and Ziegler, they had, they had a good match, but it was really not much was happening on the show. And I, I can't remember the last match at the end. Like they've got two girls fighting over a place in the team. How weak is that SmackDown women's uh, that Raw women's team? Yeah. Yeah. Like that... in what in what universe do Natalia and Tamina get an automatic spot to get ahead of Sasha and Becky? Yeah, but, Sasha and um, Bailey. Yeah, the biggest thing I took away from Raw was when was the last time a go home to a big pay-per-view Raw really cemented that I really wanted to watch it and it actually made me want to go home and watch Smackdown you know when well, it... Smackdown was better again yeah. Smackdown really made me ache for the pay-per-view um, like the surprise of Brian winning the title I didn't see that coming the not having a Raw run-in having a different surprise instead yep. I think was really clever because we just thought Oh, there's going to be a raw retaliation, but there wasn't one. Um, I thought it was really well booked. Yeah, it, it was good. Um, yeah, like you said, no, no one had seen it coming. The only question I have is, Brian's going to get cheered on Sunday or Monday for our time against Brock Lesnar. It's it's two heels going against each other. So yeah, but geez, his facials when he turned. He's the best at it. You forget how good of a heel Brian was. Oh yeah, he, he um, yeah. Face, like flipped the switch, and what he did, but the low blow followed by just the attack was not to have AJ like um, you know it wasn't like via big moves. It was just a vicious, dirty move. Yeah. Which so Brian's psychology is brilliant, but when he's a heel, it's going to be so much better. So. If they can get heat on him, which is going to be tough, I think um, I think he's the guy for the job because the, the heels struggle to get booed. I I think um, maybe he 
tags a little bit with the Miz. He, if he goes outside, oh. I think he can get booed that way. <laughs> Let's just not double turn them. <laughs> oh, you imagine they could probably be the, the most over tag team in the whole industry. But no, yeah, like you said, SmackDown was really good, you know, which is, it's different well, from it, what it's been the last couple of weeks. It seemed like every segment was important. Um, I just want to give another, like the segment where Becky came out and chose Charlotte, um, I didn't mind. I thought the way that she went to her and and, and sort of, you know, owned up to, you know, I, I think you're the person and, and the hug and stuff was good. But what was great was everyone went to hug Charlotte and the Iconics just sort of, Gave, they looked like someone who'd been overlooked for a promotion yeah. uh, by a colony who they think they're better than. They just sort of give it a token thumbs up and like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was clever. What did you think of Ray Mysterio and The Miz? I thought it was a really good match. Um, it was fun. I think The Miz has got to learn how to defend against roll-ups. He seems to lose to a roll-up every <laughs> week. Yeah, there was there was a, a lot of roll ups this week on WWE television, and getting the knees up. I noticed mm. in a lot of the matches. And I question I question um, Paige and Shane's leadership skills with this big showdown against Raw coming up, and they decide to put their title on the line, and then have the competitors in their main team wrestle against each other. Like it's um it's not what you'd be doing if you're coaching a football team. No, no, you'd want them fresh for the pay per view. Exactly. And will uh, Senshuki Nakamura get over his broken heart? Seth Rollins just crushed him, didn't he? <laughs> That's going to be... Uh, I mean, that, that could be the match of the night as well. It depends on which, how much Shinsuke wants to work. But I think with an opponent, an attractive opponent like Seth Rollins, uh, I don't... No part of me sees Shinsuke winning, but I think... Um, I do think that that'll be a good, good match. Yeah, I, I think it'll be between them and... Uh, Buddy versus Mustafa. If Buddy, if the Buddies match gets enough time, I, I think those two, they're probably going to be the highlights. Yeah, it's on the main roster, which is good. Look, da- um, Daniel Bryan, uh, Brock's going to work for Brock Bryan, so don't discount that being a reasonable match as well. Little, little bit nervous with Brock if he's going to be throwing German suplexes onto Bryan's head and his neck like he was to the Sings. So, oh, one of the things, oh. one of the things was taking them well. The other thing wasn't. That's that's, that's what I was worried about. He was, I feel like he was trying to get too much elevation to. Uh, <laughs> he was just landing on his head, and he did it twice. So was he the one that was out injured though? Because maybe there's a bit of rust. Yeah, it might have been. They do. They are bump machines. Those two boys, though. Yeah. So how do we think the uh, the Survivor Series pay per view is going to go, boys? I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I I am too. Good. I I like Survivor Series. I think it's a fun. Like it takes me back to my youth. I think that's why I like it. Um, I still remember when they first introduced Survivor Series, and it was like seeing all your favourites on teams together was such a novelty that um, that it isn't at the moment. But it just takes me back to that time. So I really like it. I would like if there was something on the line. Maybe if whichever show wins gets the main event slot at WrestleMania or gets number 30 in the Royal Rumble, something like that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty sure they release that today. It's for the whoever, whoever wins in either of the men's and the women's Survivor Series match, they get uh, pick 30 in the men's Royal Rumble and the women's Royal Rumble as well. Uh, no, that's a um, mismatch challenge against that. Oh, it is too. Yeah. 
Got him confused. Yeah, okay. Well, like, perfect opportunity, they give it to it was. a Facebook Mo- show. Moving on from uh, WWE Survivor Series to Gippsland Pro Wrestling. Lyle, you went there last weekend. What did you think? It was a really good show. I was a bit nervous because it's a two-and-a-half-hour drive from my way and two-and-a-half-hours... It as bad as what Lockie Hendricks said it was. I, I look at it from a different perspective. I, I was a fan, so the wrestling was good. Um, I didn't have to be there as long as I'm guessing the wrestlers had, you know. Oh, the show wasn't as long as my drive there or drive home, which was good. Uh, yeah, fun match. Fun matches all up and down the car. JXT, Slade Mercer. Um, Lindo and Adam Brooks had their first singles match in Cracking eight or match, nine years. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. They they pulled out all the stops. So when it would have went over 20 minutes, I reckon. Yeah, so just for that match alone, it was... Yeah, and worth the trip. Yeah, Lockie was good. There was no signs in the crowd, so Lockie was pretty happy. Tony, mm. well, you've been driving all around Victoria, basically stalking Lindo since you met him. Uh, is there more to this story? Uh, no, it's just a just a couple of good, honest guys just like to have a chat at wrestling shows. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. <laughs> You're classing yourself as a good, honest guy. Uh, I wasn't talking about myself. I seen him talking. To, he won't talk to me. Uh, give us a preview, boys, of MCW Endgame, which is coming up. Big weekend of wrestling. It is huge, huge. Double header. Yeah, double header again, and next weekend a double header. Yeah, next week. Next week. Yeah, next week's a triple header. She's had to try and convince my wife that this is all paying off. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, MCW, they re- they don't have bad shows uh, as of late. So, you know, I'm hoping it's a packed house. I'm super excited for it. You know, The announcement today of the tag team title match is which we were all expecting. Um, that should be a, a really good match with the Brat Pack taking on the Philippe brothers. Yeah, and the Philippe's just coming back from America. Perfect timing, so... Yeah, that, that, that'll be really good. Obviously, we spoke to Lockie last week. He's basically assured us he's going to beat Dowie James. Won't so happen. Won't now, happen? No. Now? Lockie, Lockie called Tony a nuisance, and I haven't heard that insult for quite a while. Um, but I do think that it's it's apt, Tony. <laughs> and, well, that was Walshie joining us on the show. <laughs> you forget I control the buttons. <laughs> I've had the feedback from Lockie that I've had online has been unprecedented. Um, I'm not sure you might have already spoken about the interview last week, but um, what the feedback I've got from from wrestlers, from fans, it's just been uh, been unanimous that they love Lockie. Yep. That they love Lockie. Um, well, no, they love you and Lockie, actually. Did you see JXT's... Uh, Calling you versus Lockie Coney, the yes. uh, student of the year. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Could be, could be, uh, could be uh, coming up on mayhem. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, w, WSW World Series Wrestling. Uh, some injuries that have hit That's that. A couple of scares. A couple of injury scares where. Um, so Cody's done his. Cody's done his knee. Yeah, he's got a meniscus tear. Yeah. Cody, got a, Cody was getting MRI scans on his knee and Joey Ryan was, uh, had torn his pec. So they both uh, they both made announcements today, though. Cody's uh, knee, while will need surgery, 
it's something he can work through. So he'll be here for World Series Wrestling. And um, Joey announced that he'll be here, but only in a meet and greet capacity. So um, I'm wondering what happens with the tag team titles. Why? Do you have any ideas? I'm actually not sure, but knowing WSW, I think they might have something up their sleeve. So if there is any tickets left, I know yeah, there wasn't there wasn't many. There might be a surprise on the night. Um, it's always a fun show. I'm sure Joe Ryan, he can do some of his shtick. You know, so maybe do an in-ring promo, still get a couple mm. of his... Can dick I say dick him. spots? Dick, yeah. No, dick you spots? can't. No, okay, okay, fair enough. Edit that out then. Oh, I can. No, no. Edit more of that in. (laughs) Well, I know that um, know JC put his hand up so he's been practicing the stick flip. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, let's have a look at what's coming up. Uh, As you boys said, a massive weekend. Friday the 16th of November, Underworld Wrestling Live. It's uh, the TV taping, so always a good chance you'll get yourself on the the box. Yeah. Three episodes they're recording. Sorry, I that. Three episodes they're recording. Wow, that's all right. I've been assured by Mr. Williamson that at least one of them is going to be straight fire. No, that's what Adam did say. One of the you have to be there to see the next episode. If you had uh, been in the studio, you would have known that that's exactly what he said. (laughs) Well, I did my own reconnaissance on Sunday. Oh, well done. Yeah, the party, the party that you were invited to that I didn't get to go. Two two of my absolute two of my absolute wrestling heroes, Crackerjack and Lobo, are there. Well, I tell you what. Uh, they were meant to be showing a video of like a deathmatch tournament and they couldn't get the projector going. Why they didn't just get Cracker Jack and Lobo to just reenact one yeah, of the exactly. I, I, I was actually a little bit surprised Tony wasn't there. Oh, were he, you there too? No, no, I, I actually didn't go. I was meant to go, but well, I you didn't. You were invited. That's, yeah, I was in a car wasn't accident. Even invited. Yeah. But I was actually surprised Tony wasn't there. He had his head that far up Cracker Jack's ass last week. I just figured he would have tagged along with him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I think geez. we're covering that kind of restraining order again. <laughs> yeah, last week's episode. Yeah, I'm lucky, that he, lucky that he didn't know that um, the cremator was also retired by Lockie Hendricks. Because that's another mate. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, it was interesting. Last time I seen um, Cracker Jack and Tony converse, he called him Tom. So I don't actually think Cracker Jack knows who he is. But hey, uh, that's all right. It, Lockie called him out on it, I guess. That's funny. Uh, Sunday, the 17th of November, PCW Ignition Tag Team Turmoil at Ferntree Gully, MCW Endgame, Thornbury Theatre, Pro Wrestling League, Project Revolution on the Gold Coast, ACW Evolve XV, that's 15 and 3 is 18, ACW Evolve 18, Adelaide uh, is where that is, general admission, 10 bucks, good tickets. Oh, bloody oath. And kids under five for free. Really? Yeah. Uh, NHPW Meridian Mayhem in Meridian in WA. WA. If you've got an upcoming show that you want us to promote, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. And if you want to sponsor the show, we're still taking sponsorship requests. Yeah. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter as well. That's it. You can go back to sleep now, Welshie. <laughs> uh, thanks, Lyle. Thanks, Tom. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> off. You're fair to give you folks. Another episode of On the Turnbuckle wrapped up and locked in the can. We'll catch you next week, hopefully. See you then.